Welcome back, my friends. This is episode number two of Om Sunday. Thanks for being here. This episode is titled, I Don't Go to Church Anymore, which, according to the research, is the story of most Catholics now. And if there's one thing that I hope you can take away from this episode, it's knowing that if you don't go to church anymore, that you're okay. And my hope is that you don't beat yourself up. And I hope you found or are still searching for the connection and the joy that you want in your life. And the reason I say this is because I've heard so many people, including good friends of mine, who beat themselves up and even refer to themselves as terrible Catholics just because they don't go to church on Sunday. And I, I think that's very unhealthy. I think, I think that's just not helpful in their life. And I, I don't think that's what this beautiful ancient movement was ever supposed to be all about. So what I'd like to do on this episode is to explore two things. I want to explore the meaning of that word Catholic, and then I want to explore the purpose of what this movement was or supposedly is all about. What it means in today's world to be associated with this humble tradition and why you are or, or why you once were part of this radical movement in the very first place. So let's talk about that first, the meaning. The, so the, dic- the dictionary definition of the word Catholic, it means universal, and, and that's important. But I want to explore what does it mean now in this day and age to identify as a Catholic? Is it just a religious title or a label that you give yourself or that someone else or, or some institution gives to you? Is it like joining a club? Uh, or is it, is it just a cultural thing? Or maybe is it something much better, much deeper, much bigger than that? And secondly, I want to explore what the purpose of it is or, or what it was for you and whether it has or ever had any real relevance in your life. I think these are important questions, and I suspect that there are a lot of different answers to them, maybe as, as many answers as there are people. So let's talk about that. Now, one other caveat before we begin. I do want to say I'm not against um, you identifying as a Catholic or you going to church. If that's what brings you what you need, if that brings you the connection that you've always looked for, great. That's good. Keep doing that. That's fine. But remember, uh, if you still go to church, you are now in the minority. That's not what this tradition is at this point in history. And it's also not what this podcast is about. In fact, if you still go to church, probably this podcast, it, it may not be of any interest to you. Okay? So let's talk about the shift that's been going on that this research talks about. There has been this longtime shift in this movement. And so I think that it's time for us to try to understand and to document through hopefully your interviews what the shift means, what has happened, and to explore what it means for people who were once a part of this this ancient movement. Now, but before we we jump into these issues of, of meaning and purpose, let's actually start with this. Let's start with how did you get here in the first place? How was it that you were once a part of this movement, this, this tradition? Have you ever considered that? Because a lot of people are brought up in a particular religion, whether it's Catholicism or 
or whatever religion it might be, simply because their parents were part of that religion. But I think one question we should be asking, if that was your experience, which it is most people, is did that make it the right religion for you? I mean, wasn't it wasn't it Freud who introduced the whole idea that parents influence their children's unconscious, which shapes how their children will see themselves and see the world around them and will mold their personality for better or for worse. I mean, there are libraries full of research which describe how the actions and the decisions of parents can have positive and negative effects on their children. So have you ever wondered if it's the parents who are deciding our religion, are they, in fact, best suited to decide something as powerful and as important for us, what our religion is going to be? And I, I've thought about that. I, I, I kind of thought, I guess that depends on who your parents are, right? But that's important to explore that. And I think that those are questions that we need to ask ourselves. Those are healthy questions. Why, why were we there in the first place? And was it, was it right? Was that the right way to go about it? And so if you don't go to church anymore, like the title of this episode says, ask yourself, why, why not? Was it maybe not the best religion for you in the first place? Or was it because something else happened along the way? Those are the things we want to explore. Anyway, the point is, I think it's, a, it's healthy to explore these issues, to explore why you are or why you were part of this movement in the first place. That's where to start this. My recommendation is go through your own process of thinking about that. Why? Why were you part of it? I'm guessing that the first part of that answer is simple. It's because that's what your parents were. But then dive a little deeper and say, well, okay, so that's what my parents were, but you know, what what did it bring to them? And, and then what is it bringing to me? And have I explored anything else? I mean, how do I know if it's the best for me if I don't know anything about anything else? That's the place to start figuring that out. Okay. All right. So let's dive into then the next thing that I want to talk about, which is the meaning of, of, of that, that word Catholic. Um, what does it mean now to identify as a Catholic, to use that label? And, and who is it that decides even if we can use that label? Is it us? Do we decide that? Uh, do we simply follow our own conscience? Or is that up to the institution is it the institution that decides? Do we need permission in order to to use that label and to call us um, part of that that tradition, or is it something something else? And and I think this is important because now that most people don't go to church, one question I've asked is: Can you still use that label? Can you still call yourself a Catholic? And one story that actually jumped out to me on this issue of using the label Catholic is the story that's been in the news so much lately about President Joe Biden. I mean, this is a guy who says he's been a devout Catholic his whole life. He's received his sacraments. He goes to church every Sunday. In fact, when he was vice president and he would be in Los Angeles, he used to come to my church and I'd see him there. I mean, this guy is a, is a devout Catholic as he describes himself. But many priests and bishops say he's not. And they say he's actually got to stop calling himself that. I mean, there have been priests who preach at Mass on Sunday saying that Joe Biden is not a Catholic. And, and some have even denied him communion. So what does that label mean? 
he calls himself a Catholic. But is he? And then um, I love this story about this priest in Detroit. Have you heard this one? This is a priest who, this guy was baptized when he was a little kid in a Catholic church, and he was raised a Catholic, and he's always been a practicing Catholic, went to Mass on Sundays, went to Catholic schools, received all the sacraments, went to a Catholic seminary, and he eventually became ordained as a Catholic priest. And then one day, somebody saw a videotape that was taken back at the time that he was baptized as an infant. And it showed that the presider at the baptism used one wrong word during the baptismal ceremony. And according to the rules of the Catholic institution, as it turns out, that meant he was not a Catholic. This priest, he was not a Catholic. Because one word used at the baptism ceremony was was not in the script. One wrong word. And this guy, who thought he was a Catholic his whole life, including a Catholic priest, no, he wasn't. Now, you might be wondering, what was that wrong word that was used? I mean, it must have been something pretty bad, right? Well, here's what happened. When he was baptized, the presider at his baptism, who apparently had been talking about the importance of baptism and how important it is to the whole community, that presider used the word we instead of the word in the script, which was I. And I'm not sure if he did it purposely because he was probably preaching about inclusion and the community, or if he simply misspoke. But whatever it was, it didn't matter. It was in the video. And he used this word we instead of the word I, and that invalidated the whole thing. He said, we baptize you, instead of saying, I baptize you. That supposedly made it so this priest, he wasn't a Catholic at least according to the institution and the rules. And so this priest had to start over. He went back and he got baptized and he went back and he got all the sacraments again and was ordained as a priest again. Yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? If he was going to use the label and call himself a Catholic, he had to go back and start over because of that one technical error, just because the guy who baptized him used one wrong word. When I read that story, I thought to myself, my gosh, I think we should all check the videotapes of our baptisms. Now, thank God, I'm old enough now where there, I don't even think we had videotapes back then, so there isn't one for me. Anyway, it all seems kind of absurd, doesn't it? Is being a Catholic about getting the words right? About reading the script right? Or with Joe Biden, is it about having the institution bestow upon you their permission to use that title? I mean, what, is it, what does it mean to be a Catholic? Is it those things, or is it, my friend, something much, much bigger than that? Does it, or, or should it have to do with how we live our lives? I think that's also something that's important to explore. And I mention this because in my work as a Catholic deacon, I would so often hear the frustration of people who would say things like, you know, all the church cares about are the rules and not enough about the people. And maybe I've thought that's one reason the the research says what it says and more than half the people have gone. 
Maybe it's time to rethink what the Catholic identity is, what this word really means. I mean, and maybe you're done with the whole Catholic institution. Maybe that's why you don't go to church anymore. The good news is, at least what I've discovered, is that there's a lot more to this beautiful movement, as I like to call it, than I was taught for the majority of my life. There's a lot of beauty. There's a, there's a lot of mystery and a lot of nuance that I never learned about this, this movement. And I think maybe there's a difference between being a Catholic and living as a Catholic. Maybe that's where the distinction is. Which takes me back around to my original question. What is the purpose of Catholicism for you in the first place? I think it's a good question, and I I realize it's a loaded question, because there are a lot of those at one extreme who think that the purpose of being a Catholic is to somehow be saved. And on the other hand, there are those who believe that the purpose of these ancient teachings were and are to teach us a new way to live our lives, a new way to experience life and the divine. So for you, you know, maybe it's one or the other of those, or maybe it's something in between, or maybe it's something totally different. The point is, I think it's important that we explore the question, what is the purpose? You know, people love to use that phrase, practicing Catholic. And I often wonder, shouldn't practicing this great tradition have something to do with actually how we live, how we treat our neighbors? Or, or for example, shouldn't it have something to do with, say, how we eat? Yeah, something that simple. The kinds of food we eat. Shouldn't it be about where our food comes from, who grows it, and how those people who grew it are treated? and whether the production of the food that we eat helps or hurts the environment, shouldn't we be aware of those things? Isn't that part of this tradition? Aren't those more important than getting the words right? Or shouldn't our our practicing this way of life affect things like where we shop? Shouldn't we be conscious of who's making our clothes and what conditions we are putting those people in because we're choosing to buy those clothes? Shouldn't our practicing this tradition have something to do with that? Or or shouldn't it have something to do with where we get our news, for example? What voices in society we listen to and let shape us and mold us? Shouldn't we be asking ourselves questions like, do our news sources focus on helping people or on helping empire? Because wasn't that where this tradition started in the first place? Wasn't this movement... Wasn't the story, this tradition, wasn't it started by an outsider who was actually crucified by the empire? We've seen the research and it says that things are changing and that something new is coming. And I find that wonderful. I find that exciting. I think something new is coming. And as Richard Rohr likes to say, he says the Christian revolution hasn't even taken place yet. Right? I believe that. So my hope is that we can 
we can share your stories, share why you stopped going, and share about the new practices, the new places where you have found joy, because maybe that's part of this new coming. The practices and the places that bring you a closeness with divine energy, the places where you know your heart is now at home. That's what I'd love to explore. And how your exploration has taken you from the pews in the church to new places of grace and peace. If you're one of those people who now say, I don't go to church anymore, I say, welcome to Om Sunday. Send me an email. Let's hear your story. Let's share your story. So thanks for being here. Stay curious, and I'll see you soon.